This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Great. Jesus is the light of Christmas. He is our light in our darkest places. He is our light throughout life, and he's not just for Christmas. Aren't our life kids awesome this morning? Why don't we give them another round of applause? So good. If I've not met you before, my name's Dan, and I'm not a life kid. Uh, just a big kid, I don't know. An, an adult, an adult, that's the correct term. Uh, definitely an adult, because I now have a child. Uh, just that's what confirms it, I think. And uh, I'm loving seeing all the different Christmas jumpers and Christmas tops today. Give us a wave if you think your jumper is awesome. Yeah, that's okay to be proud of your jumper. Yeah, great. There's some amazing ones. I went for the uh, critically acclaimed Christmas T-shirt. Um, it's colder. Uh, that's the main thing. Um, and um, yeah, a number of children asked me this morning, what is that on your T-shirt? It's a wombat. Uh, it's got nothing to do with Christmas, but it's got a Christmas hat on. So that's it. Um, it's random and that's okay. Um, so Live Kids are going to join me in just a moment and share some more of this Christmas story. But I want to share a few thoughts off the back of our little uh, interview show. What do we call that? I was going to say Ellen, but that got cancelled. Um, awkward. Um, and, um, and thinking about Jesus as the light of Christmas this year for us. And so I want to read a bit of the story to us, but I'm going to need some help as I read it uh, from Luke 2. It's going to be on the screen. And just to mention today as well, from this moment on, I would love life kids, and maybe adults can join in with this too, to count how many times I say the word light in the next few moments. Count how many times I say the word light. There is a prize at the end. Anna, could you stand up? Anna has the prize, so come see Anna at the end. And tell her how many times I said it. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, by the way. That's why I asked Anna to count. Uh, so whatever Anna counts is the correct number. Um, and life kids, come see her afterwards. Adults, you can queue up after the kids. Because a number of you found out about that. Or some with the big bags of sweets. And thought, I want a piece of that action. And found out what was going on. Um, so yeah, how many times I say light. But as we read this part of the story... I'd love us to join in. Maybe this is just for the kids or anyone can join in if you like to make noises, uh, generally. And I, every time I say shepherds, I'd love you to do a bar. Bah. Okay, that was pretty poor, if I'm honest. Uh, let's hear your best sheep impression. Very good, very good. And then when I mention angel, I'd love you to do a wow. Like you do when you wake up every morning. No? Oh, that's just, just, just my wife. Um, uh, oh, looking at our child. Come on, come on. I know, like, yeah, some people think they're good looking. Yeah, anyway, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Let's read. Luke 2, it's going to be on the screen. And there were shepherds. Living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Not socks, as some songs do say. An angel of the Lord appeared. Very good. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around, and they were terrified. But the angel 
you've got to keep the enthusiasm levels with a wow. Otherwise, it's going to sound sarcastic at the end, okay? Um, just just, to, just helping, helping us all there. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will... Sorry, I will bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah of the Lord. This will be a sign to you that you will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the... I didn't actually say the word angels. He kind of... A wow angel. Okay, I'll let you off. An angel... There you go. And I, <laughs> praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, and peace on earth to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds, some of you did wow then. The shepherds, very good. Some of you are just merging the two now. But that's fine, improv. Uh, said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying there in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard them were amazed at what the shepherds had to say to them. So we're going to think a bit about this story today, and I hope you're counting the amount of times I say light as we go through it. There is this moment in the middle of chaos, this moment in the middle of history, where there is a baby born in this stable, this messy cow shed, this dirty place full of chaos. The saviour of the world is born, not just any baby. Last month, we had the privilege of seeing our baby girl being born. Of course, I was going to. If some of you thought, he's, he's not going to mention his baby in this, is he? Yes, I am. Um, and we had the privilege. There we are. I, I'm the, the George Clooney lookalike in the background. That's for a certain generation, isn't it, really? And, and, and there's this amazing moment. And there's 15 people in the room. And then there's a 16th. <laughs> and she appears. Um, Grace, as she's commonly known, but generally in Life Kids, um, a lot of the Life Kids do refer to as Baby Grace. It's her alter ego. Uh, so sometimes I'll say, they'll be like, where's Baby Grace? And I'm like, oh, Grace is just over there. Like, no, Baby Grace. Uh, I will be corrected. And, and in that moment, there is, there is an element of chaos, but there's an element of organization. But I imagine it was the complete opposite of what Mary and George have experienced. With very little help, maybe we like to imagine that there's maybe some animals in the background making noises, which, if, if I'm honest, would be incredibly distracting. Now, having experienced that moment just a couple of months ago, with all the help of all these professionals... There is moments of chaos. There is moments of, is that what's meant to be happening? And your face sort of doing something like this. Um, <laughs> apparently is incredibly unhelpful. I can't, I can't. And then I turned to Marina with the same face and she goes, stop doing that. Uh, but in the moment of this chaos and these animals, all these different things that we like to picture, it definitely wasn't the pristinely clean birth centre at Burnley General Hospital. It was not that. It was in the mess in the middle of this backwater place. And when a baby arrives, things change. You can't always eat at the time you want to eat. 
You can't always watch the programs you want to watch when you want to watch them, even though they're on demand. <laughs> your sleep changed all of these things. And that's, you think, okay, as a parent, that's normal. But in this moment that we're talking about and reflecting on every Christmas, this is a baby, not just changes to this young couple's lives with those kind of things, but this is the baby who changes the world. The baby who changed everything that first Christmas, the baby who would change everyone's lives. He is the light in our darkness, the hope for our future. The God who created all things is light. He speaks light as he creates the world. God who led people throughout time in darkness with light. Jesus who came, who comes to the earth as the light of the world. And then he says, you are now the light of the world. Jesus is the light of Christmas. Jesus is the light of Christmas in our darkest times. And so... I'd love maybe for the kids to help me out with this, with this bit is, when we think about light and the Christmas story, what do we maybe think of? Do we think of a guy with a torch? No? Do we think of headlights on a car, on a Peugeot, I think? No? Do we think of the sun? What's the light that we think of? Jesus, sorry, the, okay, the secondary light that's in the sky. The star. Yes, okay. Just, that's still in the story, right? Okay. The star, the star that guides these guys from the east, these magi, these kings who come to interact with Jesus, who come to connect with him, this guiding light who brought them there, this sign to everyone in the area that something was about to happen in Bethlehem. Something was about to happen in that place. And the star can represent something of the nature of God. God's guiding light throughout time, in dark times, in hard times. God guides us in the good times and the tough times. And this star reminds us of that, reminds us that he is light and that he is the one we can follow throughout our lives. So that's the first thought, is the light of the star. And then number two, everyone say number two. Number two is this. We see in Luke 2, verse 8 to 9, and it says this. I'm going to read it to you again. And there, you can do the noises if you want again. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around. Appointments at Specsavers are available. It shone all around. There was this bright light, this moment of light, this moment of they felt terrified. There was this wow moment. They didn't know what really was going on. They'd never seen anything like this in their lives. And in that moment, it was a light so needed in darkness, in a nation ruled by an empire that was oppressing them, where poverty was more real than what we can ever imagine in so many places outside the cities and in these incredibly poor small villages and towns. And now they were gathering people from across the nation back to where they came from to do this census and it was just creating chaos. And these shepherds sat in the dark on this hillside and this light appears in this moment, a light in the darkness. And it was telling of the light that was about to be born, that had been born at that moment, the light of the world, Jesus. The light that we need in our dark times. Jesus being the light of God with us. This word Emmanuel, meaning God with us. 
the light with us. It says this in John 1 verse 4 to 5. In him was life, Jesus, and that life was light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. He is God with us. Light come to be with us. He is Emmanuel. He is the God who came to live and walk amongst us to show us new ways of life, to help us in our darkest times, to be part of our situation, not just to be of the moment, but to be in the moment with us, wherever we find ourselves, bringing light to dark space and dark places. He came to be light in our darkness. And then the third thing, everyone say number three is he came to bring light to all. Luke 2 verse 15 says this, When the angels, just checking you're awake, had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They didn't even have the words. They didn't even know what they were about to experience. They didn't know they were about to meet this baby who had been described to them by these angels and this heavenly host who was going to change everyone's lives forever. But you see, this is a light for all. The shepherds were the forgotten guys, the lowliest in the community, some might say. Maybe you feel forgotten. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you know someone who feels forgotten and alone. Well, Jesus is light for all this Christmas. It's not just for those of us who can afford to put the heating on. It's not just for those of us who can afford to go to the shop and do what we normally do. It's not just for those who spend billions, but it's for everyone. It's for everyone. It's a light for all. He is light for all. For those of us who feel forgotten, alone, isolated. Maybe you feel like this in the room right now, or maybe you're watching on the live stream and you feel like that. Can I encourage you this Christmas? Jesus is for you. And on the flip side, when we think about light for all, it's also those who don't look like us, those who don't sound like us, those who maybe we just we wouldn't bump into. Jesus is light for all. Two, um, two weeks ago, I had the privilege of being in Kosovo and uh, met with a friend of mine called Alban. This is him. And we're the exact same age. And I remember watching the news when I was eight years old and seeing what was going on in 1999, which we're not going to go into detail right now for obvious reasons, if you remember it, but the war and the different things that were going on in Kosovo. And I remember sitting there as an eight-year-old thinking, gosh, like, I- I'm glad I'm not there. As a kid, you have that simple thought, or what is it like for people my age. What I didn't know is I was thinking of someone that I'd become friends with years later. Someone who saw things that he should have never seen. Some of the things that his family had been through. Growing up in a, in a, in a, in a family that was then oppressed by another nation. He grew up in a Muslim family. And a year after that war and, and the horrible things in that nation, he, he found Jesus as a nine-year-old. And he gave his life to Jesus. He was in the darkest place in the darkest time that nation has ever faced, and he found Jesus. And now he WhatsApp me this week, and he was out with a few friends, and they were doing this. There were about 200 kids in this room, and they were sharing about Jesus with them, and then they gave them all a gift. I think we've got a picture of that. He WhatsApp me these pictures, and he says, I'm going to be light in darkness. Because the repercu- it doesn't, those kind of things in a nation don't just stay in one year. The repercussions happen for a long, long time. And he said, no, I'm going to be light in darkness because it's for all. Even the forgotten nations, even the nations that other people want to take over. 
It is for all. Jesus is light for all, even in the darkest times. And Jesus is light for all to bring goodness and light to the whole world. And you think, well, that's the same as all. But actually, there's a significance of Jesus being the light of the world. In Luke, 10, in Luke 2 verse 10, it says, But the angel, still awake, good, said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. So it's a light, Jesus is a light for all, but he is the light of the world because he is good news of great joy for all people. He is the one who is bringing light wherever he goes. It's not just a momentary thing, but he is the hope for all humanity. He is the light of the world. Jesus came into the world to bring light to the darkness wherever we might face it, wherever we might find it. And he shines so bright in those spaces and places. He knew that we were worth rescuing, knew that we were worth helping out of our darkness, the mistakes that we've made, the life that we've tried to live on our own. And we need his light in our lives. That we, yes, it's for all of us, but we need the light of the world showing us what to do. Because then he says, hey, now you've experienced the light. You can be the light of the world too. In Matthew 5, it says, you are the light of the world. A town on a hill, sorry, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus wants to help illuminate our lives, help us in our darkness. But then he says, now you're the light of the world. Now you've experienced light. You can too be light. Maybe if the kids want to come and get ready, that would be brilliant. This is Emmanuel, God with us, the light who is with us. And the final thing is this. We didn't say number four, but we'll say number five. Everyone say number five. It's very good. That was like the wow sarcastic that. We'll just leave it. Let's just ignore I even asked it. It says, a light that cannot be contained. A light that cannot be contained. Because I love what happens in verse 17 and 18. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. That's the shepherds. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. They saw this amazing light with these angels and this heavenly host. They then went and met the light of the world, the light for all, even for them, the forgotten people. And then they began to share it with everyone else. They said this isn't to be kept to ourselves. They were the first people to spread this news of good news, of great joy, because they knew it was for everyone, for all. A light that is shared in a world that is so full of darkness. In our challenges, whatever that might look like, we get to be the light of the world because we've experienced it through Jesus. We get to share that he has transformed our lives. We've experienced his light and then we get to be that light for others. We get to just let that flow from us. God wants us to stand out just like a city on a hilltop as it says there in Matthew 5. And we get to bring his light to our schools, universities, workplaces, streets, families, friends wherever we are, because we've experienced the hope and life and light that the light of the world has shown us, Jesus himself. And now he says, you can be the light of the world.
And sometimes maybe we overcomplicate that if we've experienced that before. Or even today we're hearing about it, I think, I, I want to have my life transformed by the light of the world. Or what do I do with it then? And sometimes it's just natural because it flows from us because we've experienced them and it's worth sharing. I mentioned the birth of our daughter. We can't help but post about her. Sorry. I'm not sorry at all, uh, whatsoever. It's the thing I've least been sorry for in my whole life, because um, I'm not. And, I, and, and you just do. You naturally, it's like my, my Instagram feed and Facebook feed is just full. It's just spam, grace spam, and it's awesome. Because spam, we need to reclaim that. Um, and, and it's just natural. It flows from, because I want to share about how this little human has changed my life. But how much more has the light of the world changed my life? and our lives, so that we get to share about him. We get to share this light with others. And he's the one who helps us do it. He is Emmanuel, God with us, the light with us, which includes others. And so this Christmas, can I encourage us to reflect, not just on a baby who was born, it's some scene that we maybe imagine with all sorts of different animals and different things, but... He's the baby who is the light of the world. He is the light of Christmas. He is the light in our darkness. He is God with us. He is Emmanuel. He is the light with us this Christmas. Let's reflect on that as the kids and the band leaders. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at LifeLanks on social media 